are listening to Fast Track Podcast, the place to be to fast track your personal finance or fast track your business or both. Through a series of conversations with those who have learned it, done it, and made it. Today I have Nina Bozik. Nina Bozik is a data enthusiast and entrepreneur. He's the co-founder of SmartCat company delivering production-ready AI solutions. He's a strong believer in balancing between the good technical skills and soft skills, which resulted with a CEO role in data company. He is such an inspiring person. In this interview, we talk about how he managed to found a company and grow from zero to 60 employees in six years, how he's coping with stress and find work-life balance, and what the lessons he has learned during his entrepreneurial journey. Let's listen to his story. Hello, welcome to Fast Track Podcast, Ninat. Thanks for having me, Asi. And uh, to start with the first question, usually I have it for my guests. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Definitely. So, yeah, I don't know how far I should go, but regarding professional career, my background is engineering. I finished the Faculty of Technical Science and then I started working as a software developer throughout the course of my career, which was 10 years before SmartCat. I joined the five companies. I worked with various software languages and building interesting applications, uh, both mobile and web. Uh, And I really enjoyed it and I really liked it. Uh, What I didn't like is uh, lack of understanding and in what are we doing and why. So I think natural next step after realizing that in neither of companies I will get that is uh, trying to do it on my own. Together with that, I started learning about data, power of data, forecast predictions, and analyzing data and doing data-driven decisions. And therefore, uh, this company of mine of, uh, uh, had a focus of, we realized that we want to do to work with data. So six years ago, I started SmartCat together with my co-founders. And uh, we started enjoying ourselves because we had full control. We decided what we will do, how we will do it. And we decided uh, which problems we will solve. When you started SmartCat, which is your current company, did you plan it from why you were working as a full-time employee or how did this transition happen? Mm -hmm. Actually, we wanted to build a new vertical in the company that we worked for. Three of us original founders worked uh, together in one service-based company here in Novisad. And we suggested to the owners that we want to create a data department there. But unfortunately, they didn't invest enough time to research all the things that we need to research in order to create really a business vertical. So we wanted to create a department there, but we couldn't. And then we were open and honest about it. We, we realized we want to do it alone. And if there is a mode where we can uh, do it alone but still work for existing clients of theirs because a lot of clients in that previous company were worked closely with us and they liked us uh, so we didn't want to create a huge disruption there we wanted to have a phase out phase in approach but that didn't work so we stopped working there and um, 
three of us found intermediate jobs where we were honest that we are building a company, but at the moment we don't have customers. So we will work on marketing materials, website and sales while working as a software developer for that company, uh, for two companies that we were hired. I was hired in one company. My friend Mattia was hired in another company. So this was like one year transition period. And then we found the first customer from Netherlands and we started working uh, for them ever since we were, we are alone on that, on that uh, journey and we are working on for, for ourselves. Well, okay. Then I'm glad that everything worked out because since I founded my company at the beginning was so difficult, really, there's so many things to do. And it feels like you don't know which one, which path is the right path. You have to figure out yourself along the yeah. way. And then yeah, definitely. And you're leading the company for the first time. So uh, you're, uh, I mean, we found uh, some advisors to help us on that way. Two of our partners. So there were five partners, right? Uh, three founders, Boyan, Mati, and me. We had uh, smart money, like investors who advised us uh, how to lead the company. So that that really helped in in first when we made our first steps. And did you know that you need investors or did you know how to become an entrepreneur even before you started this? Or were you exposed to this kind of venture style? I would say looking at it uh, right now from this perspective, not, not really. But when I dig uh, deeper into my past, there was always some kind of initiatives from my side. When I was a student, I was building websites and I found uh, those customers somehow or online or through my limited network back then. Even before that, when I went uh, to the vacation with my parents, when I was seven, eight years old, I charged for looking at my master's of the universe collection. <laughs> so <laughs> even back then I had bits and pieces about entrepreneurial experience. So I would say I was not prepared for uh, what, what it takes to lead a modern company in IT sector in 2000s. But for sure there, was, there were some uh, bits and pieces of me being an entrepreneur throughout my life. Right. You mentioned that because you want to find out um, the why of doing things, not just uh, mm -hmm. do the things. If you were, I would say, a senior manager in the department, you would also be able to tap into the why, I think. Yep. But why did you choose to start your own company instead of uh, heading a department? I, I mentioned be, uh, at the beginning that we wanted to build a department in the company that I was working for. But okay. unfortunately, they didn't want to invest into building a department. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't have alternative here in Serbia. We opened up first data company with a narrow focus of data science and data engineering. So this data part made a difference. Probably I can be a senior uh, manager and understand why, but this niche of uh, working with data uh, was not an option, at least here in Serbia. And I wanted to stay in Serbia for a while. Okay, I see. And then during your entrepreneurial journey... <laughs> As a business owner, what are the, let's say, top biggest learnings that you wish you have known before you made these mistakes? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably that coping with stress is, is the one. Stress when working for others and being senior manager or developer, whatever is 
nothing compared to the stress when you have your own company. Uh, so this is something that I wish I knew, but if I knew it back then, I wouldn't start a company. So I'm fortunate that I learned to work with it and overcome it and uh, become better at it because I think it's improvement, uh, self-improvement uh, journey. So this is the one, trusting in people. I made a few choices, uh, choosing partners and hiring people in this market, which is not easy and where I made mistakes. So working with people and choosing people you want to share this entrepreneurial journey is not easy. I think that's those are the biggest takeaways. So working with uh, people, choosing partners and coping with stress. Yeah, let's talk about a little bit on the people part, because when you're working in the companies, right, naturally, you most of the time, unless you hire for your own team, you don't choose who will be your colleagues. Yep. Uh, and then in your co- own company, you can choose yep. who will be in your team. What do you think are the challenges when you talk about finding the right people? Is it not easy to find people with the right capability or it's just people don't share the same vision? Or why do you think it's difficult? I think it's it's the latter. I am really detail oriented and uh, perfectionist. And <laughs> when I in this market, I have possibility right to choose, as you said, who I will work with. But then it becomes uh, much harder because uh, a lot of times. I have problems with a million of things regarding people who are coming to interviews and who I should hire in this market. Ability to choose people actually made it much harder for for me and for our company. But it worked good because we, three of us at least at the beginning, first thing that we did is written down the values and we are leading the the company according to those values and pretty much those are common values which which three of us share among us and uh, we are communicating them out loud so i think we managed to gather the team which is sharing those values together together with us and also what we wrote uh, at the beginning of our entrepreneurial journey is what we don't want to become like uh, things which market shouldn't become over years and i think it's also good guidance because people who are here also probably left other companies because of similar reasons. Right. I think that's a very interesting because many people would focus on what do we want to become, right? How, what kind of environment we want to create. If you also mention what we don't want to become, I think it's a great way, new perspective to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you want to become can, you can spend a couple of years uh, and this is a vision, but definitely there are some kind of uh, trade-offs you want, you don't want to, to do. And I think those are the ones that uh, should be there on your list of what you don't want <laughs> to, to become. Mm-hmm. In the, when during our email exchange, you wrote about also one of the reasons you want to have your own companies to have the freedom. <laughs> Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? <laughs> that was a naive, uh, naive looking at things. But generally, yeah, uh, having my own company gave me freedom. Gave me freedom to... Uh, when I don't feel like uh, spending the day in office, I can just go and uh, be in the countryside. I don't need to like send an email for approval or something like that. I can go home at two o'clock and then work in the evenings uh, to if i have something so 
I think there is a freedom being your own boss. There is responsibilities, but because now you have six people who are looking at you to make decisions in your direction. So freedom and, and responsibility always go hand in hand. Yeah, that's a very good sentence. Freedom and responsibility always go hand in hand. Earlier, you mentioned also about the stress because, you know, you have the freedom to decide what to do. But you also have the responsibility to, for other people, you know, to take actions. And yeah. then it all comes also with stress because bigger responsibility means more decisions to be made. What have you experienced in the past dealing with stress and then how do you deal with it now differently? Yeah, especially it's uh, hard for me because I have anxiety when you have uh, multiple options. <laughs> I learned over time to prioritize. Biggest uh, change when dealing with stress and a lot of things on your back was for me at least when i started uh, dividing at least uh, business uh, decisions into urgent and important urgent not important important not urgent and four quadrants and then this was a game changer for me without that you have pile of decisions you need to make during a day and you have limited energy and uh, when you divide uh, into these quadrants probably uh, you, you need to focus on important things, right? And ideally, you should have non-urgent and important things. Because if you have urgent and important things, you're not doing something right. So this was the biggest game changer for me. Then I started delegating more and more. This year is, I think, all about delegating. And uh, now I'm realizing that I have a capable team in market who can uh, take on some of the decisions from me. So I'm trying to give them full freedom to do the decision making and steer them at, or at least explain the vision and then let them decide on some of the important things. And I think this is interesting transition, especially when you are a control freak. And I, have, I think I have some of these uh, skills and trade-offs. So it's hard for me to delegate, but I know that it's a must because I, I want to build a clear work-life balance. Yeah, mm, I find it's also difficult to give people especially employees in your team the freedom to decide at the beginning really need to guide them because some people if you give them the freedom to like a blank piece of paper just draw something they might get confused because they don't know what do you want yeah. at the beginning need a lot of hand holding so how did you manage to transition from hand holding your employees to enable them making decisions themselves but still deliver the right results on the right path? I think uh, you need to talk a lot. I think generally sharing and explaining the vision is the most important thing. I have this leadership team and uh, this leadership team is growing year by year. And I think it's Im really important to have them on month to month or week by week uh, basis uh, and explain where we are going. And then when everybody has a clear vision, what we are trying to achieve, I think having spread of decision making is not a problem. I recently read um, No Rules Rules from Netflix, and they had a great analogy or sentence there that you need to bend all the boundaries, but have a perfectly in sync leadership team. Perfectly in sync is probably to synchronize the vision. What we are trying to achieve, a bend all the boundaries means that everybody can, within their department, can do the decision making. But we need to know where we are heading. Right. And let's talk about also future. Now you have already learned so much from your entrepreneurial journey. You have your leadership and you get your work-life balance in place. 
What's your plan for the future for yourself? Generally, uh, I like uh, building a team around me because that gives me more freedom to do something else, so whether it is uh, spending time with my family or doing R&D or leading some, some other department. What I uh, realized would be beneficial for me is when we are improving the one vertical in company, for example, if we are not good at marketing and we want to be better in marketing, I think I should should put my focus there and be there uh, together with some operational team and share the vision how we want to do it. And this operational team will start doing it until they're good to do it uh, alone. So in the company, I want to join various departments, which I want to build and uh, sort of like invent them and share the vision what we should do within that department, which will strengthen the company because we will be more uh, widespread and we will have much more to offer to our customers. And I think at the end, that will give me a freedom to spend time with my family back home, which is goal of mine. You mentioned uh, in our email exchange, early retirement. I think I'm not built that way uh, yet (laughs) because uh, I always uh, need a purpose and to do something outside of my family life. But what I would like to do is to have ability to do it when I want and enjoy life when I want. So again, have freedom uh, in personal life to organize time however I want. Yeah. And we we also say early retirement is not about like literally the retirement is yeah. not do nothing is the freedom of you deciding what to do. So instead of work, go to yeah. office and then yeah. you do the retirement as RE as a recreational entertainment, maybe. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> I realized, uh, you asked what would be future. I think I learned a lot over these six years and I had like three to five people, important people who guided me through the process. Uh, and they, I would like to return back to community. Uh, this sounds so cliche, but I would like to be advisor to someone who is starting this entrepreneurial journey. Have someone who will have this energy to operationally build a company and be there day to day and work and uh, hassle and everything. And I would like to be in this position to be an advisor and share the knowledge and the experience to that personal per- or multiple persons and um, maybe help them build something great. Yeah, that's a very meaningful work. And again, you don't need to say I retire, right? But now you do something meaningful. You don't even need to do it for the money. It's, I think that's the ultimate freedom. Yeah, as long as you you treat money as uh, something that is giving you freedom, I think mm-hmm. you're good. And I, I like to think about it both in SmartCat and outside of SmartCat as a mean of giving us the freedom. For example, in SmartCat, we are investing a lot in learning programs, knowledge budget, technical vacations. Like we are giving employees 10 days to research the technology they want. And for all of that, you need money. <laughs> you need to earn money, be able to cope with uh, expenses while you are giving uh, this time to employees. I think it's similar in your private life. So definitely you need uh, to earn money in order to have freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, so we have this fast track money course and the essence of this is to use money as a tool to pursue your dream life. So money is not the end. Money is actually a tool to 
have yeah. freedom, have you know, to explore other opportunities and experiences in life. Definitely. Yeah, and、uh, uh, one more thing, I think money should be consequence.、Uh, if you're doing what you envisioned, you will do great.、Mm-hmm. Uh, money will come. Yeah, and you mentioned now you have sixty employees. Sixty, yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's、yeah. quite a growth in six years. Sixty. And、uh, what are some of the milestone pinnacles in the last six years? Yeah, at first we started off as a consultancy company, and then we wanted to like have a, this small milestone not to connect Smartcat with、uh, Matia, Nicola, and me, who were like faces of the company at the beginning, but to more employees in Smartcat. And the, this was the first milestone, and I think we managed it. It was hard milestone because you need to train these new new hires to do excellent job as you are doing it and you are motivated because it's your company, etc., etc. Then we wanted to build the first data science team in Serbia, Europe, and do machine learning projects. And、uh, after two or three years, we managed to grab the first data science project. We created recommender engine. For one e-commerce、uh, platform, so this was great for because our background is engineering and building a data science team was completely different beast. So this was really nice milestone. We added Mikhailo, my college buddy, who went to US and now he's he's working for Airbnb to be data science lead, and he he helped us、uh, build the team. And he is、uh, one of shareholders, and his sole goal was to build this data science team. And now our goal with 60 people and why we are we grew to that number, even though we started off as a consultancy shop, is to have enough roles in one team to build something from zero to one.、Uh, we have business analysis, then delivery management, then front end and back end.、Uh, we want to listen to the problem of a customer. And then build the full full solution, and we need multiple roles to do that. It's not as we are renting two or three guys to some,、uh, and then they are doing the work. We really want to take the ownership of organization of the work, delivery of the work, quality of the work, and for that you need、uh, multiple roles within the team. Yeah. This is the milestone we are chasing right now. Yeah, awesome! It's now you are providing a full fledged services so that you control the quality and you make sure that the delivery to our customers is the best quality possible. Yes, yes.、Yeah. I believe、mm-hmm. that the IT industry, IT service industry, is、uh, a bit broken <laughs>、uh, because everybody is writing specification of the job of people they cannot hire, and they are calling IT agencies to provide. This personnel, but this is like headhunting. It should be not the job of IT service or software engineering company. Software engineering company should create a software as a solution to the problem that the customer has. And we are trying to do something differently. When they ask for skill set, we ask for the problem, and then we organize <laughs> a workshop to understand the problem. And we think that we are we should suggest who should. And how、yeah. build after because we this is what we do and we should have better understanding and knowledge how to do it and business companies should have better understanding what business problem they want to solve. 
Correct, because you are providing a solution to their problem. Yes. But maybe when they approach you, they didn't think about the delivery, the solution. They think about, they already think about how they should do it. Then they need yeah. the resources to fill in the how. But because they are the business companies, they literally don't have the full picture of the best version of the how, right? So you have yeah. to educate them. Um, yeah, we believe that we can do it. And this means that we are losing some of the business because mm -hmm. a lot of, I mean, IT services industry is functioning this way and everybody's playing the game. Those who understand what we are saying are the perfect customers of ours. And when I uh, meet uh, some of the uh, some of the founder or owner or yeah. budget holder of the company who wants to engage with us uh, on the workshop and really solve the problem with us, especially data problems where we are good at. Yeah, I absolutely understand. Also, in my other business, I also face customers who don't want to explore the why. They don't want to find out the solutions with us. They just want. I need one video, I need one article, I need this. It's very difficult to educate them, but some customers, they understand. Do the strategy first, then the how follows naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corona made it even worse, I think, because companies opened up hiring abroad and hiring remotely. And now you are treating IT agencies as uh, headhunting shops, which shouldn't be the way uh, to do it. I think we are more than that, especially because we came from consultancy background. So we, we have a brain, we have a hands. I, I usually say we are not uh, the hands, we are also the brains. Yeah. So we yeah. come with, you can learn something from us. Totally agree. <laughs> All right. I don't have other questions. Would you like to leave a key message to the audience? Maybe regarding entrepreneurial journey, I think I never looked back and I think I would follow this journey throughout my career, especially because they mentioned that I would like to advise some of the young people how to do it. So freedom to, to tailor your company as you think it should be done is uh, great and the freedom to mix your private uh, and um, professional career is uh, much easier even though it doesn't sound like that when you are an entrepreneur especially if you have boundaries it's so easy to burn out as you said and uh, be the I'm work weekends work late nights but the great thing uh, about being an entrepreneur is the realization that you can organize yourself that you can hire help when you need to that you can take two projects not four those are all decisions that you can make so i think this makes it interesting and i hope i inspire someone some of your listeners to take this journey yeah <laughs> you definitely inspired me i can relate to a lot what you talk about <laughs> and yeah. if someone wants to reach out to you uh would you mind share share with us how can people uh, get in touch with you definitely i'm always available honest market email it's nena.bozic at smartcat.io and i respond a lot on linkedin this is not a promo reach out but a meaningful reach out so you can direct message me on linkedin all right make sure all the links are in the show notes and thank you so much for being here Nenad. thank you for having me you enjoyed this episode of fast track podcast show me your support by liking this episode and sharing it with your friends join the facebook group at fast track podcast one or you can find us on instagram youtube 
and of course the homepage fasttrack.life. See you in the next episode.